Jerry often refers to the concept of the arc of dysfunction when it comes to company growth. Many companies find themselves somewhere on this arc as they grow. A company typically launches as an unhealthy and dysfunctional organization and grows to a healthy and dysfunctional top of the arc and settles into a mature, healthy, and functional space. While the landing pad at the end of the arc can feel boring compared to the launch pad, a lot of growth happens along the way for the whole organization. In today's Operator's Manual episode, we talk about the arc of dysfunction and what to expect as you scale. Enjoy. Oh, hi, Jer. Oh, hi, Allie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's talk about the arc of dysfunction. It's something Mm. that I've heard you talk about for a long time, and I know that you talk about it often in groups, like when you were in Spain um, Mm -hmm. with the business school folks this summer. And uh, I think it would be a useful nugget of ops manual wisdom for our our audience. So take it from the top. Well, I'm happy to talk about this. So the arc of dysfunction is my tongue-in-cheek, playful way of describing what I think all organizations go through, all startups go through. And when I say all, I mean all. Every organization goes through it. And I want you to visualize uh, an arc on a piece of paper. And on the lower left-hand side of the arc, I want you to write the words unhealthy and dysfunctional. And the point of this is that every organization starts off as unhealthy and dysfunctional. Now, if you're hearing this right, you should be relieved. Because one of the challenges is that when we start off a startup, when we start a company, when we start an organization, and we start to experience the unhealthy dysfunction, we think, we're broken. We don't know what we're doing. So to understand that this is actually the norm is really liberating. It's to realize like, oh, we're right there. That's where we are. Now, the degree of unhealth and dysfunction varies tremendously. I've had situations where I've had companies uh, where the unhealthy dysfunction manifested in fistfights, for example. Literal fistfights, rolling on the floor, punching. That's not the norm, but it's happened enough times, three that I can think of immediately, that um, it's, a, it's not an uncommon experience. And, you know, Ali, you've done a lot of work in understanding the dysfunctions and co-founder relationships. Oftentimes, that's the moment in time when we see that operating. Okay. So why do we start up organizations? Well, we start up organizations because what we're trying to avoid is life in, flip all the way over to the other side of the arc, 
organizations that are healthy, functional, and boring as shit. And I often joke, it's the post office. It's IBM. It's like everything works. Nobody's fighting. Nobody's really in that tension place. And it's stultifying. All the systems are in place. The processes work. It's just, oh, it's just like, uh, where's my growth? Where's my growth? Okay. So the apex is the interesting spot. And I describe the apex, the top of that arc, as healthy and dysfunctional. And dysfunction means high growth, really challenging environment, lots of change. Wait, wait, we have to pivot. Oh, wait, there's a new opportunity. Oh, wait, what's going on? And the point of the tongue-in-cheek reference is it's a different kind of dysfunction than what we see at the start of this experience. It's not dysfunction that creates existential threat. Oh, the business is going to fail if we don't figure this out. It just feels dysfunctional. Oh, we're going through another reorg? Come on. We just settled in. It's been a year. Yeah, guess what? Right? Running a company with 500 people is very different than running a company with 1,000 people, which is still different from running a, you know, 5,000 people. So it creates this sense of dysfunction. And within that dysfunction is a health. And the health is I'm growing, I'm learning, I'm being challenged, I'm coming up against my edge. Oh my God, I've never done this before. And from, you know, as, a, as coaches, we love when our clients are like, oh, my God, I'm at the edge. You know, as our mutual friend Brad Feld, his father would say, Stan Feld, if you're, if you're not standing on the edge, you're taking up too much space. Right? That's that apex moment. The challenge is between unhealthy dysfunctional and healthy dysfunctional, most of the startups that we tend to work with either fail or are sold or bought, depending on who's in charge, in that space. And what the really the long-term goal, you know, if I were to draw this out on a whiteboard, I would take that apex moment and I would lengthen out the arc all the way across the board because the goal is to maintain that healthy dysfunctional energy for as long as possible so that we don't end up in that trough of healthy functional and boring because at that point as the as the business starts to decline into that space the really energetic growth-oriented, thoughtful, intelligent people jump ship and start new businesses. <laughs> so that's the arc of dysfunction. So how does knowing where you are on the arc inform you and your company? And what does it signal? Yeah, the, first of all, I'll go back to one of the first things I said was understanding that all organizations go through this is really liberating. And comforting to realize that, you know, it's another variation of my old line, which is just because you feel like shit doesn't mean you are shit. 
right? Mm-hmm. Just because you feel like it's doesn't mean that you don't know what you're doing. It's just a normal part of the process. The other thing to, to recall is where, if you think about this as a framework, where you are in certain pieces uh, and certain steps of that arc is really important. You know, Scott Belsky wrote a brilliant book a number of years ago called The Messy Middle. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 it's, it's a good description for like that moment in time when you've lost some of that initial energy, but you haven't yet found the escape velocity mm-hmm. where the machine just starts working and working and working. It's another, it's a similar kind of framing and understanding that, oh, we're in that spot. We're in the between unhealthy and healthy dysfunctional means we just have to keep pushing through and stay focused. So if like, if we're using my framework, as the arc of dysfunction, then we, what we know is we have to move towards health, not moving away from quote unquote dysfunction. We have to turn dysfunction from fistfights into energetic pursuit of growth while maintaining the sustainability of the business, right? There's the healthy balance there. Yeah. I think the other thing that's useful to call out is, you know, the dysfunction is really that, that create that chaos that allows for the creativity to, to happen or to have space to happen. It's not referring to um, necessarily like, um, people, people, yeah, the fistfights and, and yeah. people dysfunction. But I think the healthy part of that pair is um, how can we, as a group of humans who have joined in on this mission, face that that chaos and the bumps in the road and all the questions that we're holding and the decisions we need to make from a really healthy point of view or a really healthy place or. Uh, another way to say that is how can we be adults in the room and manage this chaos That's right. well? That's right. I think you just said that really, really well. And I would just build upon it by saying creativity plus innovation, mm-hmm. right? Because embedded in that chaos or what can feel like chaos is a massive amount of potential innovation. If you are in right relationship with it. You know, if you're if you're um, holding your seat well while the whole thing is bouncing around, bouncing around, right? Yeah. And part part of that healthy uh, experience is to keep referring back to purpose, keep referring back back to the values and the mission that sort of create a solidity in the in the first place, while the the form of the business goes through its rapid changes and its different iterations and its creative expressions and its innovations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think too, it kind of calls for a presence in the room from those individuals that are at the helm or, or leading that mm-hmm. so that, you know, the, that artistic kind of mastery of, you know, how are we listening for what's here? Mm-hmm. And how are we listening for what might be emerging or what are we sensing about what might be emerging in all this chaos is, is given plenty of space because chaos is just innately 
at times frustrating, at times annoying, at times just like loaded mm-hmm. with all things pointed mm-hmm. towards fear and, mm-hmm. and unrest or it can be so unsettling. And so to use that as creative impetus, I think it calls upon each person in the room to really have some sense of ground and presence uh, to be able to face that well. I, I, I agree completely. I, I would add one word to that, and that is the, to the presence is that notion of gravitas, mm-hmm. that I can hold myself steady while the world is swirling around me, and I can provide steadiness to others by by holding that and realizing that what feels like chaos may simply be uh, the creative spirit that is just driving, okay, we know we've been successful doing this for the last two years. We're going to do it differently now because we see the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Jer. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, head to reboot.io slash podcast to explore past and present seasons of our podcast conversations. To help more people find and enjoy the Reboot podcast, consider leaving us a review on iTunes. You can find our step-by-step guide for leaving reviews in the show notes of each episode. And don't forget to join our mailing list at reboot.io slash sign up so you'll never miss an episode. Thank you for listening. Becoming yourself is the ultimate act of leadership. To become who we are takes an understanding of where we came from and how all the ingredients that make up the soup of our life come together to create the person we are today. For many of us, this includes inquiring into our darker shadows, like pain, loss, and fears. In our free self-guided email course, Radical Self-Inquiry 101, you'll look deeply at your relationship to work, and discover how the past and our shadow come to play in the present. Throughout this 60-day course, you'll ask yourself some hard questions like, who am I? Why do I do what I do? And what does it mean to honor who I am and my gifts? At the end of this course, we hope you'll have a better understanding of your work in the world and the guts it takes to become who you really are. If you're ready to kickstart your journey of radical self-inquiry, head to reboot.io slash resources.